Vincent? Yep. You have to unmute. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, Venerable Sirs, Brothers and Sisters in the Dharma, Sokyoto. I'm Vincent from BMSM Youth Section, and I'll be the MC for today's session. Welcome to Awareness of the Dharma in Daily Drama Series, which organized by BMSM Youth Session with Pantin Yaninda. We'll start off today's session with requesting for three refuges and five precepts, then following by meditation session. After meditation, we'll be sharing and Q&A. For information, we'll be recording and submitting the minutes that you have accumulated during the group meditation session later to the Million Minutes of Meta and Mindfulness website. Just a gentle reminder, please use your actual name in the Zoom room and you are encouraged to on the video throughout the session. Without further ado, we would like to request for three refuges and five precepts from Bhattin Yanita. Good evening to all, you can help you. Now let us request for three refuges and five precepts. Aham Bande, P. Saralena, Saha, Pancha Silam, Daman Yachami, Anugaham Katwa, Silam Deta, Nebante, Udiambi, Aham Bande, P. Saralena, Saha, Pancha Silam, Daman Yachami, Anugaham Katwa, Silam Deta, Nebante, 
Tadiyampi Ahambante Tisaralena Saha Pancha Silam Damanyachami Anugaham Katwa Dilante Tame Bante Yamahamadami Tamwadeta Mabante Namo Tasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa 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 Uddang saranang gachami. Uddang saranang gachami. Damang saranang gachami. Damang saranang gachami. Sanggang saranang gachami. Sanggang saranang gachami. Dutiyampi buddang saranang gachami. Dutiyampi buddang saranang gachami. Dutiyampi damang saranang gachami. Dutiyampi damang saranang gachami. Dutiyampi sanggang saranang gachami. Dutiyampi sanggang saranang gachami. Tatiyampi budang saranang gachami. Tatiyampi budang saranang gachami. Tatiyampi damang saranang gachami. Tatiyampi damang saranang gachami. Tatiyampi sanggang saranang gachami. Tatiyampi sanggang saranang gachami. Tisarnina gamanang paripunang. Amabante. Panatipata veramani sikapadang samadiyami. Panatipata veramani sikapadang samadiyami. Adina dana veramani sikapadang samadiyami. Adina dana veramani sikapadang samadiyami. Hamesu michachara veramani sikapadang samadiyami. Hamesu michachara veramani sikapadang samadiyami. Musawada veramani sikapadang samadiyami. Musawada Veramani Sikhampadang Samadhyami Suramaraya Majapamadatthana Veramani Sikhampadang Samadhyami Suramaraya Majapamadatthana Veramani Sikhampadang Samadhyami Idame Silang Asawa Kayawahang Hotu Idame silang asawakayang wakahotu. Idame silang nibanasa pachayohotu. Idame silang nibanasa pachayohotu. Tisarnina saha pancha silang damang sadukang katwa apamadena sampadeta. Mapante. Sadu, sadu, sadu. Okay. Now, now we shall proceed with short mindfulness meditation. Okay. Today, um, we'll do the normal meditation, but I want to 
short summarize it that in a way that you can use for normal daily life. Okay, I want to emphasize that it's important to have the frequency of meditation rather than the, the duration. If you can do it many times, even in a very short duration, it will help to build this habit rather than you only want to sit when you have one hour or you want to sit only when you have half an hour, then you might never sit. So a few things we can do because I was quite impressed by when I was uh, following a sort of a mind, healthy mind conference in US. One of the speaker have this 16 seconds meditation. Okay, but I think you can do more than 16 seconds. So I divided into four different today normal thing, but I'll summarize it four types of one minute meditation. Okay, so we will start with the first one. Each one you can compress it to one minute. So I hope you will try to remember to practice it in your daily life as many times as you can. If you don't have one minute, okay, maybe half a minute, but don't tell me you don't have one minute in your life. So uh, I compress it to four different types of meditation, each one minute. So the first one is space, which we did last week. But I also want to explain to you why it's important. Each one I want to explain so that you have the motivation to do it. The first one, space, will help us to recharge. Because when you look at space instead of things, it gives you infinite possibility. You are not locked into limited body, limited things. Space is where it can accommodate everything in the room. Without space, you cannot have things. Without space, you cannot have thoughts. So space is the formless where all the forms comes in and it has infinite potential. But we are too used to form things. It's nothing wrong with that, but because we are too used, we need to do the opposite. Okay, so we will start by just looking at space between objects in front of you. Just aware of the space between objects, between two table in front of you or between your computer and your table, between your computer and something else, there must be space. So aware of that space, for a while. Or you can even aware of the space in your mouth, aware of the space in the nose or between your hands and the body. Just aware of space. And we can do it in one minute in our normal daily life, but try to do many times. In our daily life also, you can aware of the blank page where you read the words when you're reading. Just aware of space for a while. This will help us to recharge. Okay, the next one minute I want to do is just aware of your body. You can close your eyes, half close or open is up to your wish. Just aware of the groundedness of the body. 
that how grounded when you feel when you feel your body you can feel that you are grounded you can feel the solidity of this body this will help us ground ourselves from our restless thoughts or our restless emotion when you feel the body it will have the grounding effect and also ground out all our negativity and this also you can do in one minute in your daily life just feel the body feel the stability the steadiness of the body the groundedness of the body Okay, we'll continue to do the feeling of different parts of the body, the body scan. So in daily life, if you have time, you can extend it to the body scan. If you have no time, you only have 30 seconds or one minute, just feel the solidity of the body. Okay, now put your attention on the top of the head. Just aware of whatever feelings, sensations that you have. It could be just sharp sensations, tingling, or the different characteristic of the earth, water, fire, wind, the hardness, softness, roughness, smoothness, heaviness, lightness, flowing cohesion of the sweat, heat hot or cold, supporting or pushing, or any other feelings, sensations. But try to really feel the sensations, not think about the sensations. Also important is the awareness. As long as you're aware of the sensation, that's good enough. Don't have to label the sensation. Don't have to know the sensation in detail. This will ground our body. From the head, move down to the face. Aware of the, maybe the softness of the cheeks. The hardness of the skull. The smoothness of the face. The flowing or cohesion of the tears. The fluid in the nose, saliva. heat or cold on the face, supporting or pushing on the face. From the face, we move to the back of the head. Again, any sensations that you can feel. Just aware of this, be with the sensation. Any sensations at all? 
just aware, no need to label. From the back of the head, we move down to the neck. Any sensations on the neck, just aware, just be with the sensation. From the neck, we move to the shoulders. It could be the hardness or softness, heaviness or lightness. Flowing cohesion of the sweat, heat, cold, supporting, pushing, or any other sensations. Just aware, just know, the minute you are aware of your sensations in your body, you are really present, you are here. Continue to be aware of your hands. The arms, elbows, all the way to the wrist. Just aware of any sensations. Continue to the fingers. Maybe lightness of the fingers, softness, smoothness, flowing cohesion, heat, cold. Supporting, pushing, any, any sensations at all. From the fingers back to the chest. Any sensations on the chest? Just aware, just know. From the chest to the abdomen. Maybe the softness of the abdomen, the smoothness. 
flowing or cohesion of the sweat, heat, cold, supporting, pushing, or any other sensations. From the abdomen, we move to the back of the body, just aware of any sensations at the back of the body. Could be just hardness, softness, heaviness, lightness, smoothness or roughness. or just flowing cohesion of the water or heat, cold, supporting, pushing, any sensations at all. From the back, we move down to the buttock. Maybe the heaviness of the body, the weight of the body on the buttock. Or any other sensations. Just aware, just know. Don't need to make effort. Just pay attention to each body part with curiosity, with exploring attitude. From the buttock, we move to the thighs. Any sensation on the thighs, just aware. From the thighs, move to the knees. Any sensation on the knees, just aware, just know. No need to make effort, just pay attention to the different parts of the body, just aware. From the knees, we move down to the rest of the legs, down to the sole of the feet. 
just aware of any sensations. Now I'm just aware of the whole body, any sensations in the whole body, just feel the whole body. So in your daily life, you can either do one minute, just feel the body to ground yourself, or you can do longer one if you have time. Okay, next one we'll do sound meditation. This one is to help our mind to be able to accept whatever that's happening and to build the resilience of the mind. So just aware of any sound that you hear at the background. Just aware of the sound without effort. Just continue to aware of any background sound that you have at your place. Just be with the sound. Just aware of the sound. Lastly, we will do the loving kindness meditation. This one has a healing effect. So move your attention to the heart. Feel the calmness, the peace that's always there at the background. If you can't, then think of your happiest moment or think of the feeling that you used to have, that you wish you can have forever. But don't go into the story, just capture that emotion and dwell in that peaceful, calm feeling. That's our natural state of mind. Put a smile in your heart, a smile in the face. Just allow this energy to flow up to the shoulders, putting a smile there, out to the hands, to the fingers, putting a smile in the hands, the fingers. 
allow this energy to flow up to the head, a big smile in the face. Also allow this energy, peaceful, calm, happy energy to flow down to the abdomen, to the legs, putting a smile at the abdomen, at the legs, wishing each and every single cell in the body to recall its natural peace and calm, to be well, to be healthy, to be strong. Continue to allow our attention to expand, to include all our family members, friends, our loved ones, wishing each and every one of them to be able to recollect, to recall their natural peace, calm, happiness, their natural joy. Wishing them to be well, happy, strong, healthy. Continue to expand your attention to include people that you meet at work, at the market, supermarket, your neighbors, people that take care of our electricity, water. People that take care of our rubbish and other people that we don't know, wishing each and every one of them to recollect, to recall their original, their natural calm and peace. Wishing each and every one of them to be well, happy, strong, healthy. Continue. To increase our attention, expand our area of attention. To include all animals, all heavenly beings, all unseen beings, wishing each and every one of them to recall their natural calm and peace, to be well, happy, to be healthy, to be strong. Thank you, Bhante. Uh, so now we are in the sharing and Q&A session. You are encouraged to share about your daily practice. Example, how Dharma helps you to overcome your daily problem. 
or you have any question regarding the meditation or you have any doubt in Dharma, you are welcome to ask questions. Okay. Um, you can anytime, please, uh, if you have any questions or any sharing, please uh, either raise your hand or uh, you can just unmute and ask. But meantime, while waiting, I want to re-emphasize just now the four uh, meditation. One, the space. You can do it in one minute or less. Just aware of space when you walk into your office or at home. That will help us familiarize with the formulas. And that has a recharging effect. It makes us recharge whatever um, to get us strong again. The second one, um, groundedness. It helps us not lost in our thoughts or emotion. So that also you can do in one minute, just aware of the, or less, aware of your body. But if you have more time, you can do the whole body scan. The third one, just aware of whatever sound. When you can aware of whatever sound, then you can be with whatever that's happening to you. And it has a powerful effect because we cannot control what happened to us. We can only control how we react to what happened to us. So that, that has an uh, effect of helping us to accept whatever is happening. When we can accept what's happening, then we can do what is not yet happening. We have, then we have infinite possibility. If you cannot accept what's happening, then you will be trapped fighting whatever is happening to you now. And the last one, loving kindness meta has a healing effect. So also you can do in one minute. Just feel the calm, the silence behind all thoughts, behind all action you have. There's always this silence there, no matter how much thought you have. So feel this peace and silence at the, at the background. Okay, so all four can do in, in one minute. Um, and also something that uh, I've heard before, but again, I heard recently is this uh, breath work. Some of you might have heard of breath work, which is very trendy for the last maybe 10 years where they take a small part of the uh, yoga, especially the prajnayama, the breathing tactic, to help in modern life. So this one, for those who have anxiety and all that, and stress, uh, there's a guy who says, and I, and I believe him, that he promised in less than 10 minutes, you will solve all your anxiety. And I don't think you need that long if you practice this breath work, which I, I I'll show you. Um, this actually, to me, the fastest way to solve your anxiety your stress is to see that you are stressing yourself, you are causing yourself anxious. But if you can't see this, then do this breath work. And this breath work is called four, seven, eight. So brief, after that we'll do together, but I'll just explain, brief in four, on the count of four. And then when you breathe in your abdomen, you can put your two hands at your abdomen, the abdomen goes out like this on the side, okay? So breathe in, one, two, three, four, it goes out, then hold for seven, and then breathe out, eight, okay? We'll do together. So breathe in, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven, out, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, you have to build breathe in all the way to the abdomen and out all the way from the abdomen. Okay, we'll do one more time. You can put your hands at the abdomen so that you can feel it expanding out when you breathe in. Breathe in, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, out, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, then breathe normally. So this is a very fast way. And this guy, he, he has, you can Google Max Strom, M-A-X-S-T-R-O-M. He gave a TED talk on this and uh, he teaches an, a lot of CEO. And you can imagine how much stress CEO has, much more than all of us. And 10 minutes, he can solve their anxiety and their uh, whatever panic disorder and so on. So this is a fast way. But of course, it's best if you can see that you are scaring yourself, you are causing your own anxiety. That to me is uh, the best way to see through wisdom. But if not, this is a tool we can use. Okay, um, we'll play a video. I nearly forget. Um, so who is playing? The human mind has evolved to think in such a way that it naturally creates psychological suffering. You see, back in the Stone Age, 200,000 years ago, life was pretty dangerous for our caveman ancestors. So if a caveman or cavewoman wanted to survive, their minds had to constantly be on the lookout for things that might hurt or harm them. And if that cave person's mind wasn't good at predicting, spotting or avoiding danger, what happened to her? The default setting of the caveman mind was safety first. And we in the modern world have inherited this. Our modern minds are constantly warning us of things that might hurt or harm us. The caveman mind says, watch out, there might be a bear in that cave. You could get eaten. Watch out, that shadow on the horizon might be an enemy from another clan. You could get speared. Our modern mind then does worrying, predicting the worst, avoiding anything that scares you, anxiety in all of its different forms. Back in caveman days, you survive an encounter with a bear or a wolf, then it's useful to replay it. It's useful for your mind to go over the events and remember what you did to survive so that you're better prepared for next time. But in our modern world, we go over and over painful memories, dwelling on them, reliving them, even when there's nothing useful to learn or the lesson has been well and truly learned a long time ago. In the Stone Age era, as a caveman or cavewoman, you have to fit in with the group. If you are alone, you will soon die. So your mind compares you to others in the group. Am I fitting in? 
Am I contributing enough? Am I following the rules? Am I doing anything that might get me thrown out? Now, in modern life, we're always comparing ourselves to others. But the problem is, we're no longer in a small group. Our groups are enormous today, and we carry with us devices that constantly feed us images and stories of people all over the planet. This constant comparison ramps up our fear of being judged or rejected or not fitting in or just not being good enough. The caveman mind tells you, you need more food, you need more water, better weapons, better shelter. The cave people who thought this way lived longer and had more offspring. Unfortunately, in the modern world, this manifests as greed, dissatisfaction, craving, wanting, it's never enough, I need more, more, more. And if all of that wasn't bad enough, these Stone Age thought patterns are intensified by the sheer pace and complexity of modern life. Our frantic existence, rushing from task to task, that never-ending to-do list. So, when your mind starts doing this unhelpful stuff, as all minds do, remember, it's not defective or abnormal. And it's not deliberately trying to make your life difficult. It's simply doing the job it has evolved to do, trying to keep you safe and save you from pain. Okay, so actually our mind that's always checking what's going on it's not a problem it's a feature of the mind but so when when we are always anxious and checking what's going on and all that one way to help us is to tell ourselves that it's okay mind that you know you are doing your job but don't worry i've got i've got this handle because in a modern life actually we, we are not in danger of being eaten by tiger anymore or something fall on our head and, and we die out in nowhere. A lot of what happens when we were cavemen or cavewoman doesn't happen anymore. So the next time when you have all these anxieties, emotions, one way that helps is to be kind to ourselves that this is not, not a flaw, not a, a, a problem with our mind is actually a feature but we just have to tell ourselves it's okay mind you are doing your job but everything is okay everything is under control then when you can just pause and be very quiet because our mind always want to try to solve problems we always think there's a lot of problems but when we are still and comfortable with this stillness and not knowing, which is something we have to try to get used to. When we are still and comfortable with this not knowing and stillness, and from this stillness, we will have the wisdom to solve whatever problems that we have in front of us. That is called intuition. When you are comfortable with your not knowing, the knowing of the intuition will come. But if you are not comfortable with this, you keep getting lost in your thoughts, then you don't give opportunity for new innovative thought solutions to come out. So 
um, one way is be comfortable with not knowing, with uncertainty, then we have a lot of possibility. Okay. Um, now, when you, are, when you are not lost in these thoughts, when you are still, instead of trying to get lost in the thoughts, you also have this re recharging effect. Otherwise, when you keep fighting fire, you are like, uh, one American guy says, you are like when your handphone is at battery saving mode because low on battery and you keep trying to use it, then you only have minimum features because you're on battery saving mode. So it's better for you to just be still for a while and charge your battery up. And then when you're charging your battery, you still can use, but at the minimum level. And then when you are charged up again, then you can face the world again. So this one, uh, useful to keep in mind rather than keep fighting fire the, the whole day. Sometimes it's good to just take one minute to be still and then you will get this uh, recharging and have fresh thoughts to, to handle whatever's in front of us. Okay, any questions on this before I move to what I did two weeks ago? Any questions or sharing? Bhante, how to stay? Okay, someone have questions. Bhante, how to stay at the still and not knowing mind? Okay. Behind this, behind your thoughts, your, your frantic thoughts, there's always this mind where the thoughts come out. I call it the space where the thoughts come out. So one way to help you is to, like we did just now, to be comfortable with space instead of things. When you can be comfortable with space instead of things, slowly you'll be comfortable with the space between your thoughts or the space at the background of thoughts. Okay, without space, the thoughts cannot come out. Without space, you cannot have things in this room. So instead of paying attention to the thoughts, you pay attention to the space where the thoughts come out. This, in this way, then you can be at the uh, stillness. And then this is also at the not knowing because you are not trying to know something. You are just staying at the formless before it becomes form. Okay. Any other sharing or questions? Okay. If you have any questions or sharing along the way, please do raise hand or type into chat box. I want to go back to uh, um, two weeks ago, I started on this uh, four foundation of mindfulness and I didn't finish. Um, not sure whether you're aware I didn't finish because I got distracted by something last week. But anyway, I want to summarize what we discussed two weeks ago and continue with uh, something that I didn't finish. So basically, I want to stress that uh, the whole practice in the end is actually for us to see there is no, no permanent limited self. Okay, It doesn't mean there's nothing. There is a forever changing infinite self which has infinite potential because it's forever changing. Okay? And you can't call it a self because it's keep changing in a sense. So anyway, uh, two weeks ago, I did share that this Satipatthana Sutta is very, very um, popular, very powerful because 
It's the only sutta where Buddha promised that within seven days, you will be um, enlightened. Enlightened as in not just sotapan, but up to the third stage, which is anagami, and the fourth stage, uh, arahan. So uh, many people used to quote this sutta, and in the beginning, it says this is the direct path. Some people, in fact, like to translate it as the only path, but I prefer as the direct path that leads towards awakening. And of course, leads to the purification of beings and purification because you are purified from this greed, hatred, delusion, and also reach to higher knowledge. But the most important is awakening to realization of Nibbana. Now, basically, um, I did mention there. Okay, first I will go into this, each of the, uh, the four foundation. Under each of the four foundation, Buddha stressed body in the body, feeling in the feeling, uh, mind in the mind, and mind object in the mind object. Why body in the body is basically to see that your body is made up of, there's no a self, it's made up of many different components. For example, um, this actually now modern bi biology was saying that we think we, we are one entity, one cell. We are actually an organization of many, many cells, billions of cells. And each cell is an entity by its own. It, it runs by its own. For example, is we think we are breathing, but you don't. We don't control our breathing. Breath, breathing just happens by itself. You don't breathe. It breathes by itself. So there is no self there breathing. When you watch your breath, you will, when you are calm and watch your breath, you realize that it goes by itself. Sometimes it's long, sometimes it's short, but there's no you breathing it. Or when you look at your bodily posture, these are the different um, exercises that the Buddha recommends for body. When you look at your different body posture, when you're sitting and all that, also um, in the sense that there's many components that is running in the whole body or muscles or all that by itself to allow you to stay at different posture. There's also no one entity in a sense. And also your body is made up of different organs and all that. And each organ also runs by itself. You can't control, you can't tell the heart to beat faster or slow as it, okay, now no, don't, it would run by itself, it's automatic. When you need to beat faster, you beat faster. When you need to beat slower, you beat slower. And the four elements that we are formed, actually, it's also, we are formed from four different earth, water, fire, wind elements. There's also, when you're really aware of it, there's also no self. It's just formed from different elements. No permanent self, okay, when I say no self. So, you investigate the body in the body and see that everything changes, it's impermanent. It's not what we think it is, so it's not satisfactory and there's no permanent self. And you have to keep seeing this with three characteristics, with um, ardent, with devotion, that means you have this passion to see it, with uh, clear awareness, you're closely aware of the body or the feeling or the mind when you're doing this. And also, you don't forget your objective is to keep investigating this to see that there's no permanent non-changing self. Okay, this no permanent non-changing self is a good news because then you're not limited to this small self. 
Okay. So similarly, feeling, also you see that it's formed from different conditions, different components. And similarly with your mind, each mind that arises is formed from different components. There's no nyaninda that's thinking, it's actually a process. There's no nyaninda that's really feeling, there's actually a process. Especially feeling is very important because when we are angry, we associate anger with us. Like I am angry. Then slowly you get stuck in there because you think you and anger is one. But it's not. There is an angry feeling because of angry thoughts, because of certain condition. So when you can see that there is anger, but you are not the anger, that will stop you from getting lost in the anger. And I just realized that now modern psychology have this. They call it psychological distancing. As in you distance yourself from the identification with your emotion. And same, distance yourself from identification with the body. Okay. How to pay attention? Okay, someone asked, Pante, how to pay attention without putting efforts? Now, you look in front of you into the, into the screen. Do you need a lot of effort to look into the screen? You don't need. Now, I asked you to pay attention to your hand. Do you need effort to pay attention to your hand? You don't need. So this is what I mean by without effort. Okay, you don't need effort to look at the screen in front of you. You just look in front of you and you're looking at the screen. So uh, not, no effort needed in that sense. So okay, back to just now. Body, mind, all the same. Okay, you got to see, don't identify with the mind also. You don't identify with the uh, low mind, uh, a mind that's dull or a mind that's sharp. There is a dull mind, there's a sharp mind, but you don't identify with it. Each of these four components. Then two weeks ago, I also mentioned that at every single exercise at the end, the Buddha have this on um, internal, external, then see it arise and see it disappear. Okay. And I mentioned, I, we talk about internal, external as space. Okay. And also I mentioned that how basically roughly a very rough idea of how to do internal external as in my I arise because of the world arising so I only exist if the world exists because I get my identification from the world from the perspective of the world I'm a monk I'm a son when I'm in front of my father and, and so on. For you, maybe in front of your uh, children, you are the parents, you are the father or mother and so on. So the world, when the world exists, when the world arises, we exist. We are a reflection of our world. Okay? And similarly, our world is a reflection of us. What we see is what we, we, our thinking uh, project. Okay, so the ex we, when we exist, the external world exists. When external world exists, we exist. So this internal external is um, both dependently arise. So the, in Buddhism, dependent origination very important. Okay, this is the space factor. Okay, so there's no really you, as in you exist when the world exists and your, your identity is formed by 
the world around you. And the world around you is also your projection. Okay. So this is space. Any question on the space? I hope I don't lose anyone. This one for people who play computer games, I mentioned will be easy. When you walk, when you go into a room in the computer game, then only the room exists. When you leave the room, it doesn't exist anymore. Okay, any questions on this space? If you can understand this, then you can see that um, our whole identity of the self is the projection of our thoughts. Either projection of our thoughts of what people think of us or the projection of our thoughts of the world around us. Okay, now time. Just now is space. Last two weeks, I didn't finish on time. Um, okay, before, before, uh, before I time, uh, go to time, I just want to stress space. Last time I did stress the space that me looking at my, my projection of my father and your projection of when you see my father is different. Okay, so two of us might see the same person, like two of us might see, all of us might see Bing Singh, the host, but we see different Bing Singh actually. Yeah, your, your Bing Singh and my Bing Singh is different because of our understanding of him, our projection of him. You might, some of you might think, oh, this is uh, some stranger. Some of you might think this is a good friend and so on. So although we see the same thing, we experience totally different thing. Okay, this is space. Time is actually every single moment. Let's say we are eating noodle. At that moment when we are there at the eating noodle, we are also our memory of the past also come in and a projection of the future also come in. So there are different components at the same time. We won't be thinking, oh, this is the noodle that my mom made for me. And we might be projecting in the future also that in the future, will I be eating the noodle alone and so on. So many components come together in terms of time every single, many conditionality produce this current moment. And then when it, when it um, ceases, then the next moment arises made from different components. There's no one entity, no one self in terms of time also. So um, yeah, these are the two space and time that the, that the Buddha have mentioned after every single exercise. Okay, any questions on this? This is a very rough, um, rough discussion or sharing on this uh, Four Noble Truth, uh, Four Understand, uh, Four Foundation of Mindfulness, which I will do on the Exploring Your Reality series in, in March. I'm preparing to, to do a more detailed explanation in March. This is just a, a rough idea. Any questions or sharing that we have? Before I forget, we will break um, next, next Friday and the Friday after, we won't have any, uh, any sessions, okay? Basically the Friday before Chinese New Year and the Friday after Chinese New Year. Any questions or sharing that you have uh, in the chat there's a question Pante, if we 
if what we see is our projection, then the happening outside is not real. Um, good question. I mentioned many times that there is something happening outside, but what you experience is your thinking of what's happening outside. Like your boss might say something to you, but your anger doesn't come from what your boss say. Your anger comes from your thinking of why my boss says this? How come he say this? How come he doesn't appreciate what I do? So your experience, your emotions come from your thinking of what's happening outside. But there is something happening outside. Okay. But this something happening outside is also influenced by everyone's consciousness. But this is another, another area. What I want to stress on is you don't experience what's happening outside. No matter what's happening, it doesn't matter what's happening outside because you don't experience it. You experience what you think is happening outside. And this is a big freedom if you really, really, um, really, really not just know it here, but can see it, recognize it, and become part of you. This to me is very important that I feel that every time when we learn some Dharma, that's only here. We have to keep recognizing it in our daily life. That's why I keep uh, stressing on this awareness of Dharma in daily drama and exploring your reality is that unless you can really see it in your life, it doesn't become part of you. So you, you have to see it. then it will become part of you. And then the next time you, when you get angry, when you get sad, when you get depressed, you know that it's not what's happening out there. And then you know that you don't have to continue with this chain of thought. You know your anger comes from your angry thoughts and you don't have to continue. You don't even need to stop it, as in force it to stop. You don't need to press the brake. You just not need to not press the accelerator to continue in this chain of thought. Okay. Uh, okay. Someone say, can we use perceive rather than think? Yeah. Your perception, uh, you can say your perception, your thinking is your perception. So what you perceive is through your thoughts. What you experience is through your perception. Sorry, yeah. Any other question? If you can't, um, you don't have to worry about the content of the thought, okay? If you say, Bante, um, when I'm angry, I can't see my angry thoughts. If you can't see your angry thoughts, you can't see your contents, it's okay. You just know that now I am, have this angry emotion. Two ways to do it. One, you know that your angry emotions, then don't continue in whatever you're thinking. Don't have to worry about content. Another way is don't label it as anger or whatever. Just try to see which part of your body have this emotion. And then when you're aware of that part of body, keep seeing it as energy. And you will see that the energy arise and pass away. It's just energy that arise and pass away, arise, pass away. As long as you don't hold on to energy, it will change. And then 
new, new energy comes, new emotion comes, and you have new thoughts. So that way we'll solve it. Okay, uh, G again. Bante, that means we always have to see or recognize within, not outside. Yeah, your, your, your whole world is created from within, not from outside. So correct, you have to see from within how you create the whole world. And also, not only that, our, the happiness, the peace that we search for is already with us at the background. But we don't see it because we don't look. Normally, what we do is we keep looking outside to get our happiness. Maybe look for things, look for love for other people. Because we keep looking outside, we never see that happiness is in there. And some people will say, um, Bante, what proof do you have that we have this natural happiness? Look at babies, I always say, we are born happy. So there's always this peace and happiness in us. But if you don't look, you can't, you can't see. I always give this example. When you suddenly decide, let's say, to buy a red car, and suddenly you see a lot of red cars on the road, but last time you, you never see. This is again another new term I learned from psychology. They call it confirmation bias. Because we start looking at one direction, suddenly we keep seeing that. When you start looking for something, you will keep seeing it. It will confirm then. That's why for uh, Trump supporters, they keep thinking that Trump got cheated from the election because in their Facebook, they keep seeing messages and evidence that Trump is the correct winner of the election. Everywhere they look in their Instagram, in their, because confirmation bias, when you want to look for evidence, you can have all the evidence that you are right. That's why um, Buddha in Kalama Sutta says, don't even believe your logic because our logic can trick us. We can use our logic to find 1 million evidence that we are right, especially in the current modern society. There's so much data out there. So basically, you have to look at, when you look inside, you will naturally find this uh, calm and peace inside us. In fact, when you now you, if you just close your eyes and feel your body, you already feel the calmness in the body. And once you feel the body, you're not lost in your past and your future. You already don't have any problems at this moment. So we do have sample of this, taste of this in our daily life. But it's just that we don't um, look enough. And you don't need a lot of effort. Okay. Any other questions or sharing? Pante, there's a question in the chat. Okay, uh, Jotan. Pante, how to see and find internal joy for a person who have many troubling issues, critical health issues, family problems, work problems, housing problems in their life? Okay, good question. 
um, actually the problems, all the problems again, it comes from our thinking. Okay, I will go one by one. Health issues, when you have actually bodily pain, it's not so much painful compared to our mental pain. The mental pain of how long will this sickness go on? Why is this sickness happening to me? How am I going to go on with this sickness and so on? Those are the ones that's killing us, the mental pain. If you try to see that the health issue is not the problem, it's your thinking of the health issue, the family members are not really the problem, it's your thinking of the family members, then you solve a big part of the problem already. But you need to have this courage to, to look and to explore and see. And no matter how much stress a person is, there's always this, um, this calmness at the background. You just have to look. You, you can't believe me. I've given many examples in, in my sharing that um, there's this example of, uh, of this coach who is also a, a psychiatrist and a psychologist. When his son was very critical in the ICU after a very serious accident, he saw the... the uh, the vital signs was going haywire. And when he saw his mind stressing out, immediately he tell himself that it's not going to help if I keep stressing myself. When he realized this, he mind immediately calmed down. And when you calm down in your state of calmness, you just know what to do. When he's calm, he, you affect other people. His wife also is calm. And then his wife immediately started singing to the son. And when she sings, actually, when we are in a calm state of mind, we affect other people. He saw the sun's whiter sign um, go down and calm down. So we know what to do when we come from this um, calm state of mind. Okay, before I go on, so you have something to say? Need to unmute, sorry. Sorry. Good evening, uh, Bante. Uh, how are you? Good. Hope you are doing well. Thank you for your teaching and thank you for all the volunteers. I uh, really appreciate it. Every week uh, you guys send a reminder and a summary. Uh, I was, um, it was interesting. Um, yesterday I was listening to one of the, uh, you know, Wednesday talk by uh, Tara Brock uh, from the US. And one of the uh, teacher uh, share one of the story that you know it really give me a goosebump and I <clears throat> can't remind myself that I have to share with all of you guys today uh, it was a wonderful story um, it is really a story from the heart <clears throat> so this teacher he she is a um, fourth grader teacher which is a 10 years old here uh, as a fourth grader and she learned you know a little bit of the dharma and meditation uh, at uh, Tara session. So she wanted to put that in use. So what she did is uh, every morning when she sees her uh, 10 years old students, which is about 28 of them in the class, and uh, she asked them to give them about like five minutes time to pause and then kind of observe, you know, just sit quietly, you know, 
you know, they don't use the word meditation or anything, just call it a silence time or a quiet time. And um, interesting enough that uh, they are able to kind of calm down and pause. And then after the pause, the teacher will either play a short video or, uh, you know, do a very short kind of a reflection on part of, you know, uh, things like, oh, yeah, we need to slow down each day or we need to be kind to the people. And then she asked the people, uh, the, the students themselves to come out, you know, if they have something to share uh, in terms of, you know, what, um, you know, either the kindness or compassion or whatever they want to share. And interesting enough that um, she said that, you know, most of the students, they actually are very, they have their own innate kindness and calmness. So what they share is actually they are the wise teacher for the teacher and for the other students. So what they share is, you know, really, um, you know, what she said is a very inspiring. And then, uh, you know, and, and then, um, and then she asked Tara, you know, what else can she uh, does as a teacher? And then she said, just let the students share and be their own wise teacher every day, which they can, you know, kind of trigger that kindness inside themselves that they already have, like what you say. And, and then, you know, just being, being a very supportive uh, uh, to them and also kind of, you know, uh, trusted, you know, when somebody said, you know, if I'm in this, all these kind of uh, conditions, why, how can I be happy? You just have to trust your, your goodness inside you. And I thought that was really good sharing. Uh, you know, everybody, when we are in the difficult time or challenging time, sometimes we lost the trust to ourselves. And it's like things getting worse and worse. But if, as you say, when you're still and, and, and calm and, and then trust that you, you know, everybody actually born with the kindness and compassion um, that really, you know, things will not get so bad or a thing will be not as bad as what you, you think per se. So that's my sharing. Okay, Sadhu, Sadhu. That's, that's good. Thanks. Yeah, we, you know, we, we start with the kids. That's good. Actually, um, I have been working with uh, a kindergarten, uh, you can say she's in the management of, they have a franchise of kindergartens all over uh, different parts of Malaysia. And recently they've started playing um, basically my guided meditation for the kids, but only one minute because uh, she says kids who are like four or five years old, they can't last longer than one, two minutes. So I have to time my guided meditation at slightly more than one minute and they are playing it at, uh, before class starts for every uh, kindergarten lessons for these 50 kindergartens uh, around Malaysia. So yeah, kids, it's good start uh, from, from young age. Okay. Uh, Bante, can I ask you a question as well yeah. to add to yeah. that? Yeah, um, Yeah, it, it is good. Actually, I tried that before. Um, in my temple, uh, before the COVID, we do have a four to eight years old in the classroom uh, every Sunday. And uh, we do walking meditation and sitting meditation. And uh, you know, at the beginning, some of them are harder than the other. But then at the end, they actually can come down uh, without a lot of effort. Uh, you know, after a while, they, they know when they come in, they should sit down. You know, sometimes it's not like for too long, but uh, 10 minutes, uh, I think they, they do. Now, one thing also um, I want to ask is that 
this uh, week, I had a chance to go to the BMSM uh, Facebook site. And uh, I saw this, uh, there's a two days conference uh, on the kind of, um, you know, that uh, between Buddhist society and the Islamic society, talking about the sustainable and uh, vulnerable of our ecosystem. Are you aware of that? Mm, no, uh, maybe Bihu is aware. Yeah, I don't know anybody in the group is aware because this is a, a, a quite a big group uh, platform. Uh, it was really inspiring me. I, I, I watched only two sessions, two of the two, three sessions. And one of the sessions, uh, one of the Islamic lady uh, from uh, Canada, and uh, she shared, you know, how as a teacher, she actually, you know, always attempt to bring the kids. She teach like a elementary school. Uh, to go out to the nature and, you know, uh, for them to be aware of the nature and, 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 and to be with the nature and, 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 you know, to so that they can be, I, I don't know, it's more calm or, or whatever. And, and, but, you know, and all the actions that she did is it, so inspiring. So I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, so there's a session called uh, um, sustainability and the vulnerability of the ecosystem. That was so inspiring, you know, despite it's an Islamic, uh, you know, religion, uh, it's a lot of similarity with the Buddhism, except the soul part and the, the created God part, right? And, and then there's also sharing from uh, one of the uh, Tibetan monks and one of the Thai, and another session is one of the Thai uh, nuns, you know, what they did uh, as individual or as a, a group that, you know, we can, contemplate really reflect you know we don't need to wait for people to tell us what to do if we want to kind of you know uh, uh, contribute to the the um, you know uh, the the good of the nature uh, you know so she shared a lot of you know uh, you can share resources meaning that clothing uh, or, or you know uh, not using plastic and, and paper plate when you're in the party uh, you know sharing if, if people don't have enough plate just bring your own plate you know to the party and all those little things that she shared that she educate the children and also you know bringing them out to the nature to to hug the trees and all these things so I'm just saying that it is um you know it's very wonderful uh, sharing so I just want to uh, make uh, you or, or the people in the group aware of, uh, you know, this, this is a very uh, good um, session uh, that uh, organized by, I think organized between uh, BMSM and the Islamic uh, uh, society. I think, yeah, yeah, I heard of it somewhere. That's some, last, some time back. Yeah, yeah, maybe it, it was the past. Uh, well, it was the past, but uh, maybe it was like a couple of weeks ago. But uh, I, I happened to see it and I, I kind of was curious and look at, you know, listening to it. And it has a lot of good things that I believe, you know, using your session can really remind people, uh, uh, you know, we all can contribute, uh, even, you know, with our own children, if we have children, or even if you don't have a children, you know, you are an educator. Okay. I think from kids. Yeah. Good. yeah. Okay. That's my sharing. Okay. Thanks. That's that's good. Um, okay. 
now someone has this question bante when when we are going to die what is the best object to place the mind um actually the best is if you can do uh vipassana on uh, anicca dukkha anatta impermanence um, unsatisfactoriness and non especially non-self but the easiest if you if you can't do that maybe the easiest is to think of thing of that image if you have faith so depending on how much faith you have if you have faith in the buddha then you know think of the buddha make think of something that uh, give us a uh, uh, confidence faith but if you can see the uh, non self nature of course that's the best if you can contemplate with insight uh, during passing the last last moment that's the best and it's very important uh, the dying moments will determine where you're going to be born born in the future so make sure that the whoever it is recording in progress in the dying moment have this um, good what do you call um, mindset happy okay what do you call mindset okay any questions or sharing any more any person wants to share or your sharing will help other people see from different perspective of the dharma Only through recognizing, um, seeing the Dharma in our daily life or experience, then only the Dharma can be part of us. That's that's uh, the important part of the practice. Anyone? Any? Bante, the earlier question. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, in the chat, I also. Okay, someone asked this question about one time I mentioned about the silent mind. This silent mind that I mentioned is actually the uh, basically the the mind from which all the thoughts come. Okay, like similarly easier for you to understand is like the space in this room where you have things. This without the space, you cannot put things in this room. So without this still mind, thoughts cannot come. Okay. So um, this is the silent mind that I'm talking about, which is always there because the mind is always present, so that your your thoughts come. But we always look at the thoughts only, but not the mind where the thoughts come. And um, someone asked which sutta referring in Anguttara Nikaya. Sutta, there is a luminous mind sutta, Pabasara uh, Chitam. It talks about the mind is very bright, luminous, which is like a mind, it says it's very bright, luminous. Then the gas defilement, which is the great hatred delusion, then comes. So basically, we always have this, um, we can call calm mind or happy mind or whatever, always there. 
before the arising of uh, different thoughts, which the thoughts sometimes has great hatred delusion. Okay, any other sharing or questions that we have? So in, it's um, important the, where you put your direction and intention. Okay, so just now back to when we talk about confirmation bias, if your direction intention is to look at the happiness already inside you, you will be able to slowly see. If your intention and direction is to see that whatever is out there is a projection of mind, then you will be able to see. So your intention and your, your, where you put your direction is important. Anyone else that have uh... and being comfortable with the not knowing is important because that's where all our wisdom will come for intuition. So, but this takes a bit of a practice to be comfortable with not knowing. Any sharing or questions or everyone in uh, already New Year's Chinese New Year mood? It's okay. So yeah, it looks like everybody. Uh, Brothers and sisters and advance, uh, you know, advance uh, Chinese New Year to you guys. We, we don't quite celebrate here in the US, so I don't yes, have yeah. the mood, uh, especially in the weekday. Uh, it's a working day and school no off. So I'm sure each of you guys are so uh, a little bit are busy. Uh, I always have a curious question since uh, today, not many questions. Um, why is that this uh, called a BMSM youth section? Is, is that meant for youth group? Or... Uh, I didn't see a lot of youth in the session, but is that meant for a youth sex group? It's it's actually in the Buddhist Missionary Society have different subgroups. One of the subgroup is this youth section, um, but the activity organized by this youth section is open to everyone. The oh. committee must be sort of youth. I think the limit is forty years old, so, um, but the Activity can be participated by anyone. Oh, okay. Yeah. The so reason this, I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. So this go is ahead, organized. This is organized by the youth section, but the participants uh, basically is open to everyone. Oh, okay. Now the, the reason I was thinking maybe that was the youth group from this uh, Buddhist society. Um, uh, you know, recently I was thinking with all the things that we have in the world, um, it is very hard to educate, like especially teenager to kind of have that direction. As you say, you have to have the intention. But, you know, um, I was just thinking it loud, right? Uh, that somehow, you know, when we have the intention, if the, 
not, I mean, the conditions is not there for the people to, to come and join. They will not come and join. But, uh, you know, I was thinking from the education, the early education, if, you know, we are, there's a parents here. Uh, I, I, now I start to think, you know, it, it was a little bit too late for me because my kids are all kind of grown. But if you have the young kids, I, I really feel, uh, you know, early education, if anybody can contribute, like, like the lady that I heard that, that they, they contribute to the elementary school, how they use the daily dharma to really teach the kids, right? You know, they, they might not be a Buddhist, uh, they might not call it dharma, but, uh, you know, I think have that kind of brainwash or that mindset to the kids when they are young, maybe that will help in the future uh, to, to have people be more aware of the environment, be more aware of kindness and compassion. That, that's why I, I asked this question. Thank you. I, I think I, I, I let other people ask questions. Yeah, uh, just for the information of everyone, uh, BMSM is made up of uh, four different sections. There are the ladies section, the welfare section, youth section, and even meditation section. So youth section is one of the section under BMSM. And there are like 10 or 11 branches uh, nationwide across Malaysia. So youth section is a, uh, a subset of BMSM. Yeah. Uh, new you. YK, you want to unmute? You put your hand up, Liu. Uh, yep. Monday. Sorry, yeah. eh, my video is not working. Okay. I attended a talk on mental health recently. Now, meditation was mentioned as one of the methods uh, to release stress. But yeah. the psychologist cautioned uh, that too much of a good thing can be dangerous. He had cases uh, where his patients uh, became mentally deranged uh, from meditation and it was something was difficult to treat. What is your take on this? Uh? this he was mentioning Star for yet more. No, it, it depends on what meditation you do. If you do Buddhist meditation, like watching the breath, body scan, you, you cannot go deranged. You cannot have Zhao for yet more because you can't go wrong when you watch your breath. So there are meditation where people send their mind out but Buddhists don't, don't do that kind of meditation. So it depends on what, as far as the meditations that we know that Theravada Buddhists do, you won't go crazy. I have not heard of anyone that's, uh, meditate, that do meditation that goes crazy. But when I was in a meditation center, there are people who go crazy, not because of the meditation, it's because they already have some mental problem before they come to the uh, center. And we, we are not aware. And then when you already have some mental difficulties, if you just sit down quietly, sometimes all this rubbish will come out. When you are, work, when you are doing a lot of things, distract yourself, the rubbish in your mind might not come out. But when you are quiet and still, then a lot of rubbish will come out and you have to handle this rubbish because you are sitting meditating the whole day in the center. Um, then it can cause some problems for these uh, people. But it's not because of the meditation. But these psychologists uh, specifically mentioned you know, these uh, patients uh, were Buddhists. That's why you say you Buddhist people be a bit careful. Yeah, we have to be careful whether the guy that's this psychologist is biased or not. 
Yeah, we don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, so possibly. I, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. That's why I asked, what's your take on this? My take is, uh, as far as I know, I can't guarantee other because Buddhism has, you know, you have a Vajrayana Buddhism, you have Mahayana Buddhism, you have Theravada Buddhism. As far as I know, for Theravada Buddhism, there's no way you can, uh, you can go crazy. Okay, for Vajrayana Buddhism, they have very strange, um, sometimes very strange practice. I'm not saying wrong, um, but they always emphasize that you need a guidance of a teacher. So when you have a guidance of a teacher, then you should be okay. But Theravadas don't have this uh, uh, out of the world uh, meditation, so you can do it yourself if it's still safe. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Pante. Yeah. Any other questions? Uh, any other questions or you have sharing? If questions, it's good to clear your mind on it. If not, we might end today and do sharing. Happy Chinese New Year to everyone. Have a good holiday. We'll see you all the week after uh, Chinese New Year, the Friday after. Okay, we have sharing on merits. This is important. We share all the merits that we have with all the heavenly beings, all the devas, all the dharma protectors. We also share the merits with our family member, relative friends, especially departed family member, relative friends, and also our ancestors. We also make aspiration always with the wise, white, the foolish. In the, end, in the end, again, share merits with each and every single being, wishing that each and every single being has an equal share of merits. Etawata chamehi sampadam punya sampadang sabe dewa numo dantu sabe sampati sitia. Etawata chamehi sampadam punya sampadang sabe buta numo dantu sabe sampati sitia. Etawata chamehi sampadam punya sampadang sabe sata numo dantu sabe sampati sitia. Dame nyatinang hotu sukita hontu nyatayu. Dame nyatinang hotu sukita hontu nyatayu. Dame nyatinang hotu sukita hontu nyatayu. Dame punyang asawa kayawahang hotu. Dame punyang nibana sa pacayo hotu. Mama punya bagang sabasata nang pajemi. Te sabeme samam punya bagang labantu. Salu, salu, salu. Please remember to do the meditation practice frequently. I've done, I've summarized, no make it short, one minute for each of the practice. So we can do it many times in a day. Okay. Sadhu, see you all.